You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Better? Butter. Butter, butter? Butter, 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 butter. Butter. All right. <clears throat> Coming down in five, four, three, two... Welcome to Oddball. Safely back home after a weekend in snowy, frigid, freezing traffic, gridlocked Indianapolis. I'm Amin, Amin loved Hassan. it. Amin oh, loved yeah. it, if you can't I lo- tell. Love being late to everything. I'm Amin <laughs> Hassan. That's Charlotte Wilder, who I think had a much more fun time than I did in Indiana. Uh, Charlotte, a lot happened, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't want to talk about our time in Indiana. I don't want to navel gaze just yet. I want to start with the thing that everyone is talking about, which is how awful the game was. It was so awful that you could see it in the commissioner's face and hear it in his voice as he congratulated, heavy air quotes, the Eastern Conference All-Stars for, I guess, scoring the most points ever. I, this is I've never seen Adam Silver seem more defeated. He's always no. been an optimistic guy, mm-hmm. glass half full, silver lining on the cloud. You know, uh, he's always been that guy. But Charlotte, he looked yeah. like a broken man on Sunday night. I mean, I completely get it. Like, I'm not gonna lie that that game put me in a horrible mood. Like, I and that's not that's not usual for me. I'm usually like, ah, oh, well, you know what? It, but like, there's something so. It's what you said, defeating for, and I can only imagine what it feels like for Adam Silver, but for like, for me, someone who talks about basketball to be watching it and be like, it, it, it felt, it felt disrespectful. It felt rude. It felt pointless. And, and I think the most defeating part of it, I mean, is that I don't know how you fix it. I don't know how you can, I, I don't know if it is fixable at this point. It seems like it's jumped the shark to where like it used to be that guys needed this to further their brands, to be on national TV. Nobody needs this. Nobody needs it except for sponsors. And so it like, I, I get, I find myself getting heated because it's like, you're watching the greatest players on the court and, and you're, you're watching them walk. I, did you have it? Like, what, what, am I being dramatic? Like, what, no, they, what they was your reaction? They didn't just sh- jump the shark. They ran right through it. They destroyed the yeah. shark. They just, into yeah. a, a million smithereens. Let me give you a couple of stats from Sunday night's game. You know how many personal fouls there were total in the game? Was it three? Three. Meaning, if one person had accumulated all the fouls that happened in that game, they wouldn't even be in foul trouble. They may not have been subbed out in the first half with three fouls. Let alone three fouls for the entirety of the game for both teams. Three block shots. 
three block shots in the entire game. So uh, this is the part where I'm, I think people ask, how are you going to fix it? And some people say, you got to give money. I, my good friend, Sam Amick of The Athletic said, well, we saw what happened to IST. Maybe that's what it is. We just have to pay them. I said, no, no, it's not that. Because there's several things going on here. Number one is... Don't talk to me about, oh, the All-Star game isn't like it was in the 90s and the 80s. Mm -hmm. Why are you going that far back? Right. Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Kobe Bryant. These guys are not black and white, murky pictures and standard def. These guys played in HD, and they played hard in All-Star game. I remember Dwayne Wade giving Kobe Bryant a bloody nose in an All-Star game. You talking about now we got three fouls. Yeah. Right. And again, I'm not saying everyone's got to go out there and punch each other in the face or <laughs> dive for loose balls or or put themselves at serious risk of injury. They should get but, Draymond out there, though, if they want that. <laughs> but Charlotte, if you watch NBA players play pickup ball in the offseason, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they're going harder than this. So don't talk to me about we're worried about getting hurt. That's not what this is about. That is absolutely not what this is about. What this is about is there is a culture of this doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm paid either way. It doesn't matter. Well, let me break something down to everybody, if I can. Yeah. Charlotte, who televises the NBA? What are the two major networks that televise the NBA? You got ESPN. Mm -hmm. You got Turner, TNT, all that stuff. Yeah. Turner, tur the Turner family, the ESPN, Disney family that includes yeah. ABC, right? Yeah. As part of the deal, ESPN, ABC said, hey, we get the finals. We're paying more. We get the finals, right? We pay for getting Christmas. We pay for the yep. rights to have the draft. We pay for the rights to have the draft combine. That's the stuff that they pay for beyond Wednesday games, Friday games, Saturday games, whatever that is during the week. The, the marquee things they pay for, those four things. Turner said, fine, we'll give up the finals, but we got to get one conference finals out of this as and 40 games in 40 nights of playoffs. We're also getting MLK day. Mm -hmm. We're also getting opening night. It's very mm -hmm. important for them. And we also get all-star weekend. They pay a premium to yeah. get all-star weekend. So whatever it is, they're paying. There's a big chunk of it. It's not like uniformly for every little thing they get. Oh, Tuesdays right. and Thursdays. Oh, there's a big chunk of it that's this is for All-Star Weekend exclusivity. Saturday night, Sunday night, and Friday night, the skills comp, the uh, excuse me, Rising Stars. ESPN, you can have the celebrity game. So now, okay, we know there's a chunk of money coming in for this thing. The other thing that's happening is that sponsors are coming to enjoy these festivities, right? Sponsors mm -hmm. that pay a lot of money to be a part of this. My point is... The NBA salary cap and the NBA maximum salaries are all a derivative of something called basketball-related income, and that is all the income that comes in from the business of basketball. Ticket sales, jersey sales, parking, concessions, and yes, national TV deals and national corporate sponsorship. So when you have a product that the sponsors and the broadcasters, which, by the way, that deal's coming up, say, why am I paying so much money to watch guys walk around and watch each other dribble slowly up for a dunk? Why am I paying so much money for guys to pull up from half court? 
Guess what? Your contract, NBA players, yes, it is guaranteed. But it also is tied to BRI. And I guarantee you, Turner ain't going to want to pay as much for All-Star Weekend, and sponsors ain't going to want to pay as much for All-Star Weekend. Well, it's also, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, oh, it's money if that worked for the IST. You know why that worked? That worked because the star players got to be like, I am helping my guy making league minimum right now. I am helping him. If he gets an extra $500,000, that actually makes a difference to this teammate of mine. It makes a difference to that teammate of yours if their minimum also goes down. It's all It's all connected in a way that you can't separate it out. And so it should be playing in these games there is a they have a responsibility to the rest of the league and to themselves yeah. I, that's why I, I love whenever i'm trying to convince someone to do something i think it's nice when you say think of your teammates think of the league think of the, the, the your fans that's nice but there's no better co- convincing than think of your f-ing self because yeah. then it's like oh shit, yeah I, i'm cutting off my nose to spite my face the all-star weekend i don't know if people understand this well they're tired and they deserve a break we're doing a thing here mm-hmm. we're doing a thing we are selling our game and ourselves to the world i hate being negative about it i hate i'm sick to my stomach that monday morning and tuesday we're talking about whoa the game get rid of the game and all that stuff and, and by the way ben uh, bill simmons excuse me of the ringer one thousand percent. He tweeted, "I never want to hear about an all-star snub again." Amin's editorial roundly go f- yourself if you ever cry about not being in an all-star and then show up and do that. Shit. I have a very hard time um, as someone who I care very much about my job. I care very much about doing a good job. I'm very competitive. Watching those guys out there, I I couldn't help but think, like, how are you not embarrassed? Like Luca, how are you not? embarrassed like how is that not deeply shameful to you how are you all out there like it and and it felt like there was some little bit of i I think of tyrese maxi i'm like you try so hard every night you play with so much joy like how or how has this how do you like i know that you don't want to get hurt i know you've all decided it doesn't mean anything to you but isn't there a part of you that's like everybody's watching this isn't that embarrassing Anthony Edwards. For me, it's an all-star game, so I don't think I'll ever look at it being super competitive. It's always fun. I don't know why what they can do to make it more competitive. It's a break. I don't think nobody wants to come here and compete. Anthony Davis. Obviously, the fans in the league and everybody wants to be competitive, but then you also, as players, are trying not to get hurt. Obviously, injuries are part of the game, and no one wants to get hurt in an all-star game. All these guys are very valuable to the teams. All right, so how many of these guys idolize Kobe Bryant? All of them. Kobe. Maybe not LeBron. <laughs> I mean, even LeBron. I mean, LeBron was on a minutes restriction. It was different. But this is what I'll say. LeBron, Giannis, Damian Lillard, to me, they always bring it. They always try. I'm not saying they're diving for loose balls again. and But it's like, I'm playing a modicum of defense but and, and try an effort. But when everyone's kind of messing around, at some point, you're like, what am I doing? Right? right. So I'll give you a couple of things. Number one is, I, I, I'm not sure this is exactly when it started. But I, it's the biggest landmark in my mind. Mm-hmm. 2017, I want to say, in New Orleans, there's a fast break. Giannis has the ball. I want to say this is Giannis's first All-Star game, so he's going hard. And Steph Curry's running back on defense, oh. and then he proceeds to lie down on the floor so that yeah. Giannis, like in a, in a overly, oh, just uh, right this way, Mr. Anna Kumpo. 
And everybody laughed and thought it was so silly and fun. And I said, I don't like that. Like, I get it. Don't go up there and get dunked on. That's fine. But, like, don't lay down. At least try to cut him off midway through and make him make a basketball move, cross mm -hmm. you over, spin, spin around, whatever. But it was the start there where it was like, nobody's going to take this seriously. So people are talking about fixes. In Charlotte, people talk mm -hmm. about, let's make it, give him money. Let's play uh, two-on-two, one-on-one, three-on-three, whatever. Let's do a mini tournament like they did the Rising Stars Challenge. And I'm here to tell you guys, none of that's going to change. Because it's not about the format yeah. and it's not about the compensation. It's about they don't care. So the only way you can fix this, the yeah. only way you can fix this, without just lighting a match and burning it all down and saying, it was fun while it lasted, right? Which no one wants to do that because no one wants to give up the money. The only way you can fix it, it has to be a joint collaborative effort between the league, so it would be Adam Silver and Joe Dumars, mm -hmm. the Players Association, so it would be Andre Guadalla and CJ McCollum, mm -hmm. some recently retired players, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, uh, some current star players with Sway, so Paul George and Steph Curry and... LeBron, and hey, help put Kevin Durant in there as well. They need to get together so that next year we have a summit between these minds, not media people, not no fan. The, you are the guys who are responsible yeah. for it, right? Yeah. And that needs to be communicated and trickled down to everybody who's at All-Star Weekend. This is some serious shit here. In the same way that USA basketball used to be a vacation, and then Jerry Colangelo and uh, uh, Coach K and Kobe Bryant and Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups told those young guys at the time, enough of this bullshit. We're here to compete and win. We're here to compete and win. That same message needs to be trickled down from those names. The other side of this equation, Charlotte, is the coaching staffs. The coaching staffs have a responsibility here. And I get it. Everyone's worried. Oh, what if this guy plays for me? We can't have that. They have to be told, hey, if he's dicking around, pull his ass. Yeah. Luca's dicking it around, pull his ass, put Devin Booker in the game. Because Devin Booker played hard. Mm -hmm. And also, I know Luca doesn't like Devin Booker. So mm -hmm. how do you like getting benched for your <laughs> rival? He's going to get 30 minutes. Your ass gets seven. And we'll, yeah. we'll find another 11 somewhere else. Send that message. We aren't about this anymore. As a league, as a players association, as a coaches association, we're not about that life anymore. And either they get the message and some of them just say, I don't want to be an all-star anymore. Let me get my vacation. You know what? Fine. Take your ass to Cancun. Take your ass to Cancun, Anthony Edwards. Take your ass to Cancun, Luka Doncic. And I love them as players, Charlotte. I love them games one, one through 82. I love them uh, through every playoff round. But this weekend, they absolutely crushed me because it's not the players I don't like. It's not like, ah, to hell with that guy anyway. It's guys I really like and respect that are letting us down and saying I'm doing it on purpose. Right, Charlotte? Because I do love this game. And I all of this comes from a place of passion. I love basketball. I want to see it be successful. I don't want it see, to see it be the laughing stock of, of sports every February. But I want—I did have one positive to take away from this, and that's 
one thing that gives me hope for the future is Victor Wembanyama, because he attacked his portion of All-Star Weekend with vigor and with competitive desire, and you could tell by his body language when he saw Anthony Edwards shooting left-handed in the skills competition. Disgust. Disgust. Why are we here? We're not here to be clowns. We're here to win. We're here to compete. We're here to, to be great, basically, and show everyone how great we are. And so my hope is that him doing this and being that can somehow influence, not this generation, maybe this generation's cooked, but whatever generation's coming up with him, he'll reach a point where he is the best player in the league and guys will respond and listen to him. And he will be vocal enough that maybe we'll get a new generation of players that gives a shit. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot 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 but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bing, bong, the Knicks are alive. But guess what? We in Indianapolis for the oddball NBA All-Star coverage. Holy moly, we got a lot of love in the building. We got a lot of snow outside. Holy moly, can you dig it? You already know how I feel about that snow. Incorrect. But we're going to ask some of these players some playerific questions, you dig? Follow us down the street. We outside, man. Indianapolis with the legend, Dave McMenamin. Oh, my goodness. One question for you, brother. Yes, Red Doritos or Blue Doritos? Oh, it's not even a question. Yeah. Cool Ranch. You dig me? Go Red. Come on. Cool Ranch. Okay, Red Doritos or Blue Doritos? Oh, man. Man, that's hard. Both of them. I don't know. I'm right. First off, red Doritos or blue Doritos? And who is the lamest player in the NBA? Blue Doritos, by the way. Yeah. Hard to come by nowadays. Cool Ranch. Um, lamest? I ain't going there. Oh, it's somebody lame, though. He wanted to say something. He thought of somebody. But he, 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 he a player. He kept it cool. 
We got the Sabrina, the kid, all-star. She going up against Steph Curry for the first time. History being made. Big dog, are you team Sabrina or team Steph? I gotta go, Steph. My money on Sabrina. Oh, we got here with the short end of the stick on Sabrina. I had the most important question she's ever heard in her entire life. Red Doritos or blue Doritos? Uh, red Doritos. Important questions, important answers. You hear it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Red Doritos for the kid. Yeah. If you dabble, red Doritos or blue Doritos? Ooh, man, I'm gonna go with the cool ranch. That's the blue ones, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, cool ranch, that's me. In the wild, who do I spot? I spot a Rachel Nichols. I got the most important question that you're gonna hear all weekend. Oh, damn. Red Doritos. This better be good. Red Doritos or blue Doritos? No Doritos. No Doritos? Cheetos, salt and vinegar chips. What about the barbecue Fritos? You know, I'm more of a classic kind of okay. girl. I ain't gonna lie to you, I ain't never had Doritos. Damn! Red Doritos. I'm gonna say blue, but I really like red just because the breath don't stay. <laughs> you feel me? These are the two most boring people to put last. Y'all put, put LeBron and Steph last. Y'all boy put Jalen Brunson and Spider-Man Mitchell last. You're saying that so loud? They're so boring. It's quiet in here. What's been the most exciting part about Media Day so far for you? So far, there's been a lot of Stank Breath Brothers, and every now and then, a brother's breath don't stink. Uh, players? More so the media members who keep asking these hot-ass questions through my glasses. Juju, uh, really important question here that I think a lot of people have been wondering through this season. Um, blue or red Doritos? Uh, I don't eat Doritos. Wow, folks. That's gonna go viral. Catch us again. Same bat time, same bat channel. Next week, back to you, Bob. Our next guest is a, a friend that I've known damn near 20 years. Charlotte, I'm so excited that we got to sit down with him and you got to experience all the magic and wonder that is Eddie Johnson. He is unbelievable. He told us so many stories that we're actually going to break this up into a recurring segment because once Eddie gets going, you just don't want him to stop. And we're going to give you all of that. I am Eddie Johnson, and this is Storytime. 17-year career in the NBA, 19,000 points. That's so many Sorry. points. 19,202. Oh. Go ahead, finish. Like I said, these no introductions. Eddie Johnson. Eddie, uh, you, you, you're the color commentator for the Suns mm -hmm. local games. Uh, you are also on Sirius XM NBA radio weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern to 7 p.m. with Justin Termini. And my friend, I think. Yeah. No, please. You are my friend. Yeah, the level that Eddie's been roasting you at makes me think you're very, very good friends. He and I go back and forth. You know, he, he, you know it's like. I do balance, you know, yeah. I get on guys. If you're my friend, I'm going to get on you, but then I'll praise you. Totally, that's what I mean. Yeah, you got, yeah. We got to keep each other honest and yes. humble. Yes, yes, So Ed, This guy got 30,000 jobs, so <laughs> this is probably, you know. I'm hustling, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to catch up. So Charlotte, when, when they told us, like, hey, you guys, Eddie Johnson's available, I said, absolutely, because Eddie's got so many stories. Yeah. So many stories. I want to start with this one that goes way back before your NBA career. Eddie, you were in high school and you had an opportunity to 
pick which college you're gonna go to. You ended up going to Illinois. Yeah. But tell the people what college really wanted you and what player who was playing there said, "Oh, Eddie, you gotta come play with us." Yeah, I was uh, I was at the Parade All American game. Uh-huh. Uh, it was in Washington D.C. at the time, the McDonald's Parade All American game, and uh, I befriended Magic, and so. You know, we were there for about a week, and we're practicing and everything. And uh, I saw right then and there that this dude was unbelievable. And at that time, he wasn't even ranked number one. They had Albert King from New York, was ranked number Mm -hmm. one. They had a guy, Wayne McCoy, from New York, Mm -hmm. uh, ranked high. And after about two days, everybody knew it was magic. Mm -hmm. Like, this dude is ridiculous. He's just (laughs) unreal. And... And so we befriended each other, and so the same schools were recruiting us, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, you know, Illinois, all the Big Ten schools, whatever. And, and we started talking, and he was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to Michigan State or Michigan. He was just caught between the two. And I really loved both schools as well. Mm-hmm. And, but I had made up my mind I was going to stay close to home. Yeah. So we left from D.C. and we went to Germany to play in the, uh, it was called the uh, Albert Schweitzer games. And I spent another two weeks with him. And so back and forth, you know, he's seeing and I can shoot it, and you know, and he's just trying to recruit people, change their mind. And so long and behold, after the trip was over, we were walking back and we had flew into O'Hara Airport where I was living, I was in Chicago. And he looks at me and said, come on, man, you got to come to the school I'm going to. I'm like, where are you going? He said, I don't know yet, but whatever <laughs> it is, you got to go. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I want to blaze my own trail. Yeah. I'm going to parade yeah. all America. I'm like, I don't, you know, yeah. don't want to follow anybody. How dumb was I? <laughs> like, he decided to go to Michigan State. I went to Illinois, which I'm fine with going to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I had a tremendous career. I think I was, you know, I was humbled when I went there, met my wife there. So it was a lot of great things. It was a reason why I went to Illinois. But what was I thinking about? Like, if I had gone to Michigan State, I would have been, like, top five pick. Greg Kelsa was top, was top three. Yep. And that was probably because of magic. Greg will tell you that. And so my whole life would have changed in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But again, I just felt like I needed the journey of being humble. He was great already. The guy I played in high school with, Mark Aguirre, who went number one in the draft when I came out of Illinois, you know, he and I were teammates in high school, he was ready. You know, so everybody's journey was different. He went to DePaul, Mark did, and obviously Magic went to Michigan State. And uh, so... I went to Illinois and I had to go the hard route. You know, mm-hmm. I draft, got drafted 29th because they thought I was undersized to be a power forward, which I played in school. That was the, that was the second round pick back then. Yeah. So nowadays, 29, though you were first round. That was yeah, the that was second round yeah. pick. And then, you know, after my career, you know, you look at the numbers, only maybe about three or four of those guys outscored me. Yeah. So, but, you know, he and I talk about it all the time, man. Uh, but it, that, that, yeah, that humbles me. Because my life could have definitely changed. <laughs> did you did you talk about it at the time? Like when you guys were in college, were you did was any part of you like uh like when did you start? To he always feel? brought it. He's he's he always brought it up to me. <laughs> okay. Always like always. Even Greg Kelsey. Greg Kelsey was like, man, why you didn't? Come? You know, it was like no, no. It was yeah. It was a 
form of conversation all the time. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got a lot more to get to with Eddie Johnson. He's a man of many stories, so stay tuned. My mom was born in Prague, fun fact. Yeah? Anyway. Are you, uh, is she Prague or that fact? Is she very, pr <sighs> very proud. Very proud to be a very Prague of it. <laughs> it's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com